This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 241st episode of Talk Direction. And it has been a minute since we've recorded. <laughs> um, we're currently recording the week of Christmas, funnily enough. And um, we've missed a lot of December because um, life is uh, a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Caitlin has just finished an exam this morning that she's been studying hard for. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a million things going on in my work life. Um, so we just, we honestly just have not had time to mm-hmm. record. Um, but we're back at it today and... Um, soon we're going to be in a new year. Um, but how have you been, Caitlin, since, uh, we last recorded? I have been a weird mix of, I don't, when did we record? In November? Yeah. Jeez. Um, like I had a break, which was nice with my family. Mm -hmm. And then I had another three weeks of school before the Christmas break, which it just started today. And those three weeks were absolute hell. <laughs> um, and I sadly don't think I passed the exam, which means like, I have to restudy mm. for it. Um, which, like, I'm fine with, like, failing one exam. I don't really care that much because you can retake. And, like, I mean, this the module was designed so poorly. And I haven't failed one yet. And it was bound yeah. to happen at some point. And it's just been really, really difficult. Um, but it'll just suck having to retake it because it's so boring. Um, like it was like pulling teeth with me. Like I can't explain Ugh. how boring some of this stuff is. <laughs> like it's <laughs> unbelievable. Like why would anyone want to know this? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, so like that's just been really, really difficult. Plus the stress of me thinking I'm going to fail adds right. on <laughs> so much pressure. And I, I keep trying to avoid studying even more. And it's like I get in such a bad negative cycle yeah Um, and I had been crying like on a trigger (laughs) for the past week Mm. like I was so stressed I would start like just talking about my feelings and I would Uh start crying and it was really really bad so and like when you're in that space where you still have the difficult thing coming like you can't necessarily break down because it's just going to make it worse like you can break down afterwards right (laughs) if you're like I can't break down because that'll stop me from studying, which will then cause right. the fear that I'm having. Like, it's just a... Ugh. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. And I was listening to Taylor Swift's album, her new one. Oh. And literally, I could not listen to it because it made me too sad. Like, I just start crying mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can't do this. Um, mm-hmm. Especially Marjorie. Oh, my God. Literally, I put that on. I start crying. It was really bad. And then I listened to it today yeah. in the car with uh, with my siblings. Because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, guys, you have to listen to this really sad song. Because that's uh-huh. how it is. <laughs> Neither of them cried. And I started crying again while I was driving. <laughs> I was like, how can you not be crying? This was like, oh, my God. She oh said she would like to see her sign her name. Like, oh, like, oh my God. It was, <laughs> it was a lot. 
<laughs> so that's how I've been. <laughs> it's yeah. been rough. Um, but luckily, I now have like two weeks off before I have school again. And I'm going to be with my family. And for anyone who doesn't know, I'm only able to be with my family because I quarantined in an Airbnb for two weeks and did not go out, which is why I was able to luckily now spend Christmas with the fam. Yeah, that's so nice. So I'm really excited about that. Like, I love gift giving. I love, like, getting Mm -hmm. gifts. It's all very exciting. Yeah. I feel like this is definitely, like, the year and the time for just, like, up and down emotions yes (laughs) i was texting with my sister this morning because she lives in canada and they had like a surprise snow day today it like doesn't usually snow where they live and they woke up and it was snowing and i was like oh my god um like my niece uh her daughter i was like she must have been so excited and she was like well she was really excited but then she's not used to wearing snow clothes and they were really uncomfortable so then she was really upset and Mm. then she was kind of like going through the day of like the up and down emotions i was like that's like kind of how i feel like we all feel yeah. right now <laughs> honestly we're like toddlers in this world yeah things can really set us off and you're like that's i true. didn't expect me to get sad at that i didn't expect me to get angry yeah i did i've had a lot of yeah like mornings of just like uncontrollable sobbing mm. and then like an hour later i'm like really excited about something yep <laughs> so. I, I was literally cry laughing like I was sobbing and laughing my head off at the same time the other day because I was sad but it was so hilarious I was sad it was like it was a mess yep um yeah so I've had like yeah just an extremely tumultuous few weeks I had I've had a lot of like personal stuff going on with like my house situation and some people in my life and work like a lot of work stress like just some bad things have happened everything's like I guess everything's not really okay sometimes in my job it's like it can be really sad and it's been really sad the Mm -hmm. last few weeks um and so yeah it's been really tumultuous but then um my brother and his girlfriend are actually staying with me right now which was totally unplanned and unexpected but they it's a long story, but <laughs> they're going to be here for Christmas. Um, and so I thought I was going to be spending Christmas alone, and I actually get to spend Christmas with, like, my family, my brother and his girlfriend. So I'm, like, feel feeling very grateful and blessed about that. Yeah, that's so um, good. I've never yeah, heard and you then, use the word blessed before. I've never used it before. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get religious, too, when I'm emotional. <laughs> Yeah, this, see, this is what this year has brought me to, is I'm using the word blessed. I love the word blessed, but, like, not in a religious way, but, like, when you're feeling, like, really thankful and just, like, super yeah. whatever. It can have a non-religious context. Just, yeah, like, I think I don't... fallen into place in a good way. Right. I think I don't like using it because it implies, um, it implies that someone else isn't blessed. You know, mm. like... If I get to spend Christmas with my brother and that means I'm blessed, like, right. what, people who don't get to see their families, like, aren't blessed? Like, I don't <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'm lucky. <laughs> and I'm grateful for my luck. Um, but uh, also, I've planned um, a kind of wild road trip for the, t- the week after I Christmas. I was going to say a wild um, episode. I was like, all right, I'm going to buckle in. Planned a wild week. episode today. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, no, I have to um, 
I have to drive to San Diego for work. Um, I'm delivering someone's dog to them. And so I decided to like make it um, kind of a longer road trip. Obviously, it's COVID. It's really bad right now. So I'm going to be alone. I'm going to be, you know, in my van or staying in hotels by myself. I'm not going to be coming into contact with people. Um, but I'm still going to have fun. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to go to the Beachwood Cafe. Oh, my in God. LA. Did <gasps> I, I tell you this that? already? No. Oh, my God. I sent it to our, one of our to our group chat, I think, but maybe you weren't in it at the time. I yes. have not been <laughs> keeping up. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Beachwood Cafe on my way down to San Diego. I'm not going to go in because I'm not eating in any – I don't feel comfortable, like, eating in yeah. restaurants or anything. But I'm going to, like, go and get something to go just to, like, yeah. have been there. That's so um, exciting. And they don't have their uh, hours posted anywhere online. So I called them. And instead of ringing when you call, it's falling, playing. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's gorgeous. It was really cool. Wow. And it like it started playing and I started laughing and then they like answered right away and then I had to pretend that I was laughing. <laughs> That's I felt so embarrassed. cute though. I love that. I wonder I bet Harry knows. I'm sure he does. Really cute. But yeah, I'm gonna drive down the coast. I'm gonna play Blast Golden and roll my windows down. I'm gonna go to the Beachwood Cafe. I'm gonna have just a time by wow. myself. <laughs> You're gonna live the experience that like in forty years from now, like young people who are like discovering Harry for the first time are gonna like relive that (laughs) moment and like go to Beachwood and be like this is what this song is about yes I'm really excited so if any of our listeners are in the LA or San Diego area and you want to meet up very distanced wearing masks outside somewhere let me know that would be be so cool I'm not, like, seeing any friends when I'm down there because my friends who live there are traveling anyways right now. They're not there. (laughs) Um, And I'm not – it's not – the purpose of the trip isn't really to see people anyways. Um, I'm going to see, like, my – I'm going to stop by San Francisco on my way back and, like, see my parents, like, from outside their house. Mm -hmm. I don't know, in some distanced way. So that will be good, too. That's nice. But anyways, I feel like I'm just blabbing along now. I'm going on a fun road trip. It's going to be a very hairy road trip. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm probably gonna video some of it, so maybe I'll post that, that somewhere would be on our so Patreon nice. or something. Um, we have a Patreon. I'm sure you all know about it if you listen to this podcast regularly. <clears throat> you can find it at Patreon.com/talkdirection. Our last oh. TDDL was all about um, oh, it was our fanfic book club episode, um, and. That was an interesting one because we did a we read a fic that we didn't like love. Mm-hmm. We had some like criticism of it, so that was kind of a fun one to do because it was different. And this TTDL is gonna be um, Christmas in 2020. We're just gonna talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and on this main episode today, we're gonna be talking about Louis Tomlinson live in London, um, the live stream he did. Um, and we're also going to be talking about his new song, Copy of a Copy of a Copy. Um, so I'm excited to have a Louis-centric episode because it's been a while. Me too. And I was obsessed, so I'm so excited. Yeah. Me and Caitlin both were like, uh, yeah, head over heels for <laughs> the live stream. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it did not disappoint. No, it did not. Um, so yeah, getting right into it. Um, this live stream was performed on December 12th, and it was benefiting five um different 
charities. Um, one is Fair Share, which is um, like a food um, food waste, like food scarcity organization in the UK. Um, Crew Nation, which is um, Live Nation's like crew support um, charity. Stagehand, which is another like production crew charity. And then Bluebell Wood Children's Hospice. Um, and also Louis's own touring crew. Um, and some really, really, really cool news is that Louis's live stream was officially, or is officially, the best-selling online show for a solo male artist in 2020, accumulating a total of over 160,000 tickets sold. Wow. That's um, unreal. I was so impressed. Right? Yeah. It's such a huge feat. Um, and he was third overall after Dua Lipa and BTS. So the only people that sold more tickets this year than him were Dua Lipa and BTS, which is just, I mean, honestly astounding. Like, it that's is. so impressive. Um, and Louis tweeted in response to that. He said, this is truly incredible. No major label, no radio, yet here we are. The feeling of support I get from you all every time I do something is unbelievable. Forever thankful. And they never see us coming. <laughs> they Honestly, I have so much to say about this because... Yes. Like, people don't realize, like, the general public doesn't realize how successful Louis actually is and will be because yeah. his music hasn't, like, made it, like, that big on radio, especially mm-hmm. in America. He hasn't toured yet. You know, he doesn't have those sort of markers that people can measure success by besides whatever he's done, you know, in One Direction and, like, his songwriting mm-hmm. and stuff. But... He, I have always thought this, and these numbers just put it into perspective, is that the 1D fandom is so behind Louis and everything he does. Like, he has such a huge fandom, like, bigger than Niall, it seems. Because Mm -hmm. Niall, when he did his show, I think his was around 120,000 tickets. So Mm -hmm. Louis outsold Niall by 40,000 tickets, which is a lot. And Niall has a major label. He has toured before. He has been Mm -hmm. on radio. So, like, you can't really measure Louis' success against that just based on, like, radio and whatever, touring. Because they don't realize (laughs) what dedicated hardcore fandom (laughs) Louis has. Like, it's unreal. He's going to outsell so many huge radio famous singers when he tours and we already saw that like he was out selling out arenas and had to add new shows because of it yeah he was i mean he's really created diehard lifelong fans Mm -hmm. like over the course of his career like people who become like super fans of louis i feel like it's just something that like you are always a super fan right (laughs) like um yeah it's pretty incredible and yeah it's he's super underrated and and I don't know if underrated is the right word, but, like, overlooked by yeah. kind of the general public who, yeah, just doesn't understand what right. kind of fandom he actually has. Multiple times over the year, um, fans have gotten his album Walls, like, up in the charts. Like, just at random. <laughs> no. Like, randomly the fans will be like, let's get Louis' yeah. album, like, like up in the charts. Like, on Twitter yeah. and stuff. And they'll do it. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's I... He's hugely successful touring. Like, maybe yeah. he won't ever get the public, but that doesn't matter if you've got a right. huge fan base. Like, Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that he doesn't have... Because he, he left his label, Psycho, in the summer, and so the fact that he, like, doesn't have a, a, a label right now, and he's none of his songs are on radio, and yet he was able to sell 160,000 tickets. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Unreal. Um, and if you're wondering, so the, the tickets were $18 each. So if he sold, he sold a little more than 160000 actually. But if he sold 160,000 tickets at $18 each, that is almost $3 million. Wow. It is $2,880,000. That's crazy. Um, that, yeah, he amassed. So it's just very cool and a very cool moment when you're like a fan of someone, um, especially someone who's not like super in the public eye mm-hmm. to like get these achievements. It it really makes you feel like a different kind of like special, you know? Yeah. Cause like he's being written about now, like anytime someone writes an article about like the top, whatever, Louis right. there and people are gonna be like, who is he? Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> this is a guy from One Direction and he's huge. Yeah. Right. I know. It's so exciting. I wish Harry and Zayn had also done, although we don't know, Zayn might be, <laughs> but I wish mm-hmm. they had also done these things so we could really compare all the numbers. I want to know, like, what would Zayn yeah. drag in? I, I assume Harry would probably do the best because I think yeah. he would get the fandom plus everyone else. Like, what would yeah. Zayn take in? Like, what would, you know? That's really interesting to think so about, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does seem like we might get a, a we might get something from Zane because he posted on his Instagram stories a picture of an empty theater mm. with no context. So could he be pr- planning something? Perhaps? Maybe. Um, so the set list, I'm going to just read it over. It was a great set list. Um, so <clears throat> he started with just hold on. Uh, we made it. Don't let it break your heart. Drag me down. Extended with an interlude. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> two of us. Habit. Too young. Um, and then there was a strings intro arrangement that was really beautiful. Um, Perfect now. Through the dark. Fearless. His new song. Copy of a copy of a copy. Defenseless. Um, a cover of a Kings of Leon song called Beautiful War. Um, Always you. Little back black dress walls only the brave and then kill my mind to end um and yeah it was just it was such a good performance um i have a couple of notes from it but not not, none of them are necessarily like very structured Mm -hmm. what was your like overall um what are what were your overall thoughts of of watching this live stream i was so so impressed like, I was not, like, going into it, I was like, I'm so excited, like, this is going to be good, but I was blown away by how good it was. Like, mm-hmm. the whole setup was great, but, I mean, Louie really, really shone, especially because in these sort Sean? of- Sean? Sean? Shined? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what is the past, past tense of shine? Shined? Sh- shown? Shown. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> I don't know. It's too difficult. <laughs> he shone. He shined. He shone. <laughs> um, he was great. Like it was. Yeah. It, I think with when you're thinking of anyone doing a recorded live stream, it's very a little bit nerve wracking because it's not in 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 front of an audience, which means the vocals are going to be front and center. Like you won't have crowd right. in the background. And it's being live streamed and you're going to get exactly whatever they sing. Like it's, you don't get a retake, you don't get a redo it on Mm -hmm. a, you know, sometimes they might be able to record a song once or twice and then pick the best version. 
So mm-hmm. it's like there's a ton of pressure to sing it really well, really well. Yeah. And I think Louis especially, we've seen in the past, like sometimes you make mistakes. Like we saw it with Niall being like, yeah, I was really bad <laughs> at the beginning of his live stream. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, the first couple songs weren't great, but then I got better or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I think with Louis, I'm just always extra nervous for him um, yeah. because it is, it's such a stressful thing. And I like, I was... I was so impressed. He's clearly worked so hard on his vocals. Yeah. The, the vocals were unreal. Not only was he good, like he sung everything really well, but he mm-hmm. went over and above. There were like high yep. notes. There was note changes. There was like runs. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, is this Zane? Like on one more, <laughs> like drag me down. Like Louis was doing like all the high vocal riffs or whatever. I was like, oh yeah. my God. So, and then I just like eased into it. I was like, all right, he's totally got this, you know, and you can like relax yeah. a little. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was just, oh, it was so good. And, and don't even get me started on the new song. I'm obsessed. I know. We're going to talk about that. <sighs> um, yeah, I mean, I pretty much feel the same as Caitlin. Like, it was, it was, it, it really did blow me away. Like, um, Louis is someone who, he has such a unique voice that I love so much. And I know, like, so many of, well, all of his fans also love it so much. It's just, like, there's something really special and unique about it but he has really struggled over the years with like staying on key when he's doing live performances and like oftentimes when he is performing live he'll kind of go in and out of key and like be be like off key sometimes um which is like a totally normal thing to happen when you're performing live but um like Caitlin I always feel like a little bit nervous when I'm watching him because I want him to like you know do well um and yeah, he just it was like perfection. Like the the vocals were incredible. Um it was it was so good, like astoundingly good. Um and everything about it too, like the stage setup, the arrangements, um the, the instruments, like the song choices, um the, like the vocals we already talked about, like it was all so good. All I was like strings. I need audio recordings of all of these songs because they're all like flawless. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it was just like a, a an amazing performance. Like no no complaints. Literally nothing I would no. have changed or like wanted to be like a little bit better. It was right. perfect. Like the perfect. way I know we were talking about this, like the way they transitioned in between songs where yes. it would get very quiet and you could just sort of hear the moving around, like the tuning of instruments. Ugh, Someone might so say good. something in the background. Like mm-hmm. you were let into that sort of um inner workings of production that was really yeah. really beautiful and it's so subtle but mm-hmm. it, it added to such an like intimate atmosphere felt like you it were really right did. there yeah one of my favorite things about the performance too was that i kept forgetting that there wasn't an audience mm. um because like some of the other live streams i've seen like they'll pan around so you can see that the seats are empty yeah. or like it's more of an acoustic set and so it feels like more like oh they're probably alone but with Louis' show, like, a lot of it was, like, like they were really rocking out, you know? Yes. And it was, like, loud electric guitars and loud drums and, like, lights. And yeah. then they would end the song and there would be no cheering. And then I would be like, oh, right. Like, there's no yeah. audience. Like, they're giving all that energy for Ooh, no empty. audience. Um, and I loved the moments of, like, dead silence in between songs, mm-hmm. except you could hear, like, the guitars being tuned. Because that's something you never get at a show. Because, yeah. like, in the... In between songs, like everyone's screaming, so right. you never hear. You would never hear like one guitar being tuned. <laughs> it's so cool. 
That was really cool. I need this from every... This is why, like, I love when artists put out, like... I mean, seeing a, a stage-filmed version professionally done is great, but you still have the screaming mm-hmm. in the background. But right. these versions, like the the Long Pond studio of Taylor Swift or when Harry did um, mm. Abbey Road, where you mm-hmm. get live versions of the albums, but you don't have people screaming. You get such a different... Oh, it's just so lovely. Yeah, I know. Um, and there is um, <clears throat> there are videos of the performance on YouTube you can find. A lot of th- a lot of them were getting taken down for copyright, um, which a lot of people are making jokes about a copyright of a copyright. Of a copyright. <laughs> <laughs> oh but um, but there's quite a few up right now. So if you search um, Louis Tomlinson live stream, you'll nice. probably be able to find the whole show. Um, but a couple of my favorite moments. Um, they did an outro to drag me down. Okay, the the like transition. Oh my gosh. This show is just so good. The transition between drag me down into two of us was like so freaking good. So they played drag me down, which is obviously like a loud rock song. And then the outro of drag me down, they did these laser sounds. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember. I did was, like, record the entire audio for myself. So <laughs> I'm going to, like, put it I, – I kind of want to – like, I want to do it separately, but I also want to have it, like, as a big thing because it all ties into each other, you know? It's, like – It's really like nice mood. to listen to together, like, all at once, yeah. all as one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the, in- the outro to Drag Me Down, there was, like, all of these, like, really crazy laser sounds, and they were all kind of, like, going down. It was, like, that sound effect where it sounds like it keeps going down and down and mm-hmm. down, but it's actually not. Or I yeah. think it is a little bit, but it's, like – um. And so, yeah, it's, so it has all these laser sounds going down, and then it moved into this, like, satellite noise. And then the satellite noise became the intro to Two of Us. So and it was just the most perfect transition, because um, these are two totally different songs. Mm-hmm. And, like, you wouldn't think that there would be a way to kind of, like, seamlessly transition from, like, Drag Me Down into Two of Us. Like, yeah. the moods are so different. But they found a way to do it. It was just so cool. And, like... The end of the outro to Drag Me Down, it was, like, these laser sounds. And then when it ended, it was, like, in the key of two of us. And it was just these, like, satellite noises. I don't I don't know I seem if to remember knows. thinking, like, oh, this sounds like maybe it was, like, Sign of the Time satellite noises or something. Yes, similar. Yeah. It's, like, doop, 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 yeah. doop. But it was these little satellite noises, which always makes you think. I really love that impression. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That was was beautiful. I was caught up in the moment. Uh Um, But it really, for me, when I hear that kind of like sound effect, it really makes me think of like space and loneliness Mm -hmm. and just vastness and like being alone in space. Mm -hmm. And it was literally the perfect intro for two of us. Yeah. Um, Because you just have this. and, And also like. Drag Me Down is, like, you know, everyone, all the band is playing. It's, like, all the instruments are loud. And then once you hear, like, the satellite noise, then you just see Louis, like, in the spotlight on stage. And he, like, does this little stance where he, like, looked so sad. I remember we were talking in our chat while we were watching this. And, like, Drag Me Down was ending. And I was, like, oh, my God, these sound effects are so cool. And then I was, like, he looks so sad. What's he going to do next? And then, of course, it was two of us. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I just loved that transition so much. Like, I wonder, I might even try to put it in the episode so you guys can hear it. Because um, I don't think that'll get taken down since it's not, like, 
mm-hmm. actual recorded recorded sound. But um, anyways, yeah, I could literally just talk about that one transition <laughs> for, all, for like, the episode. Um, but I loved it a lot. And yeah, kind of talking about his the, the way that he would kind of set himself up for each song he mm-hmm. would kind of like do this little like stance he had a pose <laughs> yeah like, like he was me- kind of like, like a like a like a minuscule meditation or something totally yeah like he was psyching himself up for each song getting yeah. in the mood um i feel like he must really have just worked so hard yeah getting ready for this like because you could just tell he was like getting in the right mindset and then he just killed it yeah um the violin, there was this, like, really high violin in Habit that I loved so much. And I was going to say, there was this really hot violinist. <laughs> there was a yep. really hot violinist. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they kept, like, like zooming in on her, too. Like, she w- like I feel like the live stream was, like, 80% Louis, 20% this violinist. Yes. Like, the camera was just, like, on her for, like, most of the show. the way it should have been. <laughs> And every time it would pan to her, it was like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when <clears throat> Caitlin went to Twitter to, like, look it up. Like, and to it was try like, to figure out who she was. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was, didn't you just type in, like, violin? Yeah, and, like, I typed in violinist. All, the top tweets? all of the tweets were like, who is she? She's so attractive. <laughs> I was like, yep, relatable. Yeah, that was definitely one of the highlights of the show, for sure. Yeah. Um... But yeah, they played this, there was like this super high violin part in Habit that I loved a lot. Um, and Habit, I just, that's that's like one of my favorite songs from his album. And I just, hearing it in this live stream, I was just like, oh, I can't wait to hear this live. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, I also really loved the string interlude. Um, it was right before Perfect Now. Um, so what was it after? Too it young. was, oh Yeah. That was beautiful. I wish I had rewatched before this so I could prepare. Right before, I know. I don't remember all these details. I just know I was blown away, so I'm sure I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. And then my last, like, little note is that um, there was, like, this vocal effect on Perfect Now. And I I actually can't tell. Like, I kind of was going back and forth. I was like, is this a vocal effect or is it just the way that he's, like, holding the mic? Like, because you look really close to the microphone. Mm -hmm. Um, but it really sounded like um, like a vocal effect. And it had, um, like, you know how his vocals sound on Only the Brave, like, on the record? Mm-hmm. That it kind of has that, like, like vintage, like, you're almost, like, listening to it on a cassette or something yeah. sound. So that's how his vocals sounded on Perfect Now. Um, and I just, like, really, really liked that. And Perfect Now is a song that I honestly don't listen to much because the lyrics annoy me. Um, just because it's very much, like what makes you beautiful little things (laughs) (laughs) 3.0 um but hearing it live I was like I love this version yeah um even though the lyrics were still the same like the sound of it was just so I just loved it so much yeah it really brought a lot more to the song Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was just such a kick-ass performance um obviously he did the new song which we're going to talk about um after we finish this discussion. Um, oh, I loved the cover, uh, Beautiful War. I couldn't, I didn't know if that was like his song or a cover until you said it. Like, I wasn't sure, but I knew like it just people suits were only him talking so well. about the copy of a copy of a copy. Yeah. So I don't know that song. I need to listen to that again. 
Yeah, I wasn't really that familiar with that song either. Like, it's not a song that I, like, listen to. Mm-hmm. But Louis done other, more with One Direction, they they did um, Kings of Leon. Which song did they do? I don't remember. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's obviously one of their popular ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those songs suit him quite well. And he did Through the Dark and Little Black Dress. Yeah, that was so fun. So good. Through the all, Dark was like, oh my gosh, that was my favorite. Yeah, all the all the 1D covers were really, really great. And like Little Black yeah. Dress, I feel like we have an association with Louie in that song. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I associate Through the Dark with Louie too. Yeah. But he really makes them like his own. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear him playing like through the dark it sounds like a louis song yeah it really it did. doesn't it doesn't sound like oh louis doing a one direction song it's like this is a louis song <laughs> yeah it, like everything all the arrangements and how they altered them to sort of fit his style really really worked yeah definitely do you have anything else about the, the mm, set list or the live no, stream in general i'm excited to talk about the new song though okay great um yeah this just got us so hyped up for when we're gonna be able to see him live again yeah which like i know it might not be for a while but it's gonna happen like we're gonna be able to go to shows again um at some point in the future it it might not be next year fingers crossed october will be fingers crossed (laughs) (laughs) might not be october yeah might you know we're gonna we're gonna be able to go someday yeah but like louis show is just oh my gosh it's gonna be so fun I mean, I was supposed to go to three Louis shows this year. Wow, three. Yeah. I was supposed to go to one, but it was going to be on the rooftop of New York City. And I had like (sighs) one of those like, um, it was, I I somehow got a ticket in the section that's like right at the front. Like they had it like a gated off area near the front and I was Mm going to be there. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So sad. So sad. So sad. (laughs) But like, if they, if they're like, if that performance is as good as it was with no audience, and you know, Louis is the kind of person who feeds off of his audience. Yeah. It's going to be even better with an audience. It's going to be so cool. Yeah. And all those songs are like perfect for Arena. Like, they're just, Mm -hmm. you just want to scream them. That's true. Um, Okay. Getting into his new song, which I keep not knowing how to write because there's no easy I know ac- acronym. <laughs> like you can't say like C O A C O A C. Like that doesn't make any sense. Coco. And then I was Coco. kind of thinking of like like I guess you could just say a copy of a, but that is a nine inch nails song. Mm. So that's kind of confusing. And then I was like, do I capitalize each letter? Right. Like, um. which one's the O or the A? Yeah. <laughs> Neither, both. Yeah. Um, but he <clears throat> he performed this new song, and um, he had teased it a little bit before. So he had tweeted – he had done a tweet that said, copy of a copy of a copy. And then a bunch of people thought it was a reference to this Nine Inch Nails song. And then I think, like, a couple of days before the live stream, he put out, like, a teaser clip of it. And he said, like, this isn't a cover. It's a new song. Um, and then we obviously heard the whole thing at the live stream. Um, but what were your initial impressions of copy of a copy of a copy? 
I felt like he found his lane so mm-hmm. much in this song. Like, I think it's shot to one of my favorite Louis songs. Um, yeah. I mean, the I like I, the first thing I pick up on songs are lyrics. And when that mm-hmm. opening verse one happened, I was like, these yeah. lyrics are next level. <laughs> they really <laughs> they're are. next level. Like, they're gorgeous. Especially mm-hmm. that opening verse. It's and then verse. you get to the chorus, which is such a belting chorus. Ugh, and the, the melody is so catchy. Like, yeah. I just, I was like, this, this is a song. Like, come on now. Like, this is mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then I've just been listening to it on repeat and screaming it. <laughs> yes. My family. <laughs> yeah, it really. I'm, just, I'm blown away by it. Yeah, it really feels like he's, like, found his stride or, like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this song is just, it's so him. Um, but, yeah, the lyrics are incredible. The sound of the song is incredible. And there's just, like, so many things about the song. I feel like there's so many things about the song that, like, we're not even going to fully, like, understand and like yeah. until we've had it for a while. And so, like, we're going to have this discussion about it. And then I bet in, like, a few weeks or a few months we're going to have like a bunch of new thoughts and like information about it yeah um because one of the things that i love about this song is that it's called copy of a copy of a copy and you know lyrically is about like nothing's original and the song mirrors like several songs i haven't i'm wondering if there's more songs that it is similar to that i just haven't discovered yet but it sounds very much like an oasis song like when you hear the song it's Mm -hmm. like super strong like oasis vibes which is funny because it's a copy of a copy of a copy <laughs> it, like yeah. sounds like another song i don't um, know oasis but i definitely got like green day like mm-hmm. early 2000s what's that one band that has that song that goes young men i think it might just be because it says young man in this one oh, but it yeah. definitely gave me those vibes. mouse i just i literally i'm not even gonna say what i just wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm just gonna say Mouse Parade. <laughs> yes, Mouse Parade. <laughs> that's obviously not what the band's called. No, but that 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 that's the part of the song, yes. Wait. <laughs> Something parade. Of a black parade. <laughs> black parade. Is that their song? Oh, I'm thinking of Modest Mouse and black parade and combining them together black parade young men isn't isn't welcome to the black parade of my chemical romance song that's what yes okay yes when i was a young boy my father took me to the city to see that i got vibes of my chemical romance on this song as well yeah like it just it had that like 2000z oh apparently that song was released in 2016 Mm, don't know that but anyway (laughs) (laughs) oh no that says now it says 2006 i don't there's that wasn't released in 2016 that's when the frick did this come out is that true i don't know No, it was it was 2006 oh okay oh uh, i don't know what i'm looking at google's telling me on the right they put a wrong thing okay (laughs) (laughs) yes so it gave me early 2000s i don't really know oasis but like i I think that's sort of the same era yeah well similar sounds i it gave me strong mouse parade vibes (laughs) (laughs) um but also um there's this nine inch nail song that is called copy of a and it started the the first verse is i'm just a copy of a copy of a copy everything i say has come before 
uh, assembled into something, into something, into something. I don't know for certain anymore. Um, so obviously, like, that's very, very similar. Mm-hmm. The sound of the song, completely different. Like, couldn't be more different. But the lyrics are, like, exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and then it also sounds, the structure of the song is the structure of David Bowie's Space Odyssey. Oh. Um, which is the um, ground control to Major Tom mm, song. Yes. It's literally that structure because it starts, the verses are like these like minor key verses, and then there's a key change into the chorus, mm. and the chorus is like a major key chorus. And that's not like a super common structure for songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and also on Space Odyssey, um, they do this countdown into the chorus because uh, it's like, you know, space. So they're like, they, they literally count down. Um, and then they do this like laser rising sound into the chorus to like do the key change, which is exactly what happens in Louis' Interesting. copy of a copy of a copy. Like the verses are like very like dark and moody and like these like minor keys. And then it does this like laser like into this key change into this like major key chorus. That's so cool. And that's, like, the same structure. So I wonder if that was on purpose and they were, yeah. like, kind of making, like, poking, like, making a joke. Like, the song is a copy of a copy of a copy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, either way, I just, I love that, like, self-aware. It's That's a very Louis thing to do, you know? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And then um, did you have any other overall notes or should we go through the lyrics? Let's jump into the lyrics. Okay. Um, I guess we should start with the title. Uh, What do you think of this title? Copy of a copy of a copy. I think it's very cool. It's very, like, self-assured. And I'm going to put this long title out here. (laughs) Like, you know, like, it's not trying to be, like, succinct or catchy or perfect for radio title. Like, you know, it's like, here we go. (laughs) Here it is. Um, I, I really like it. Me too. Yeah, I like it. I like that part of it too. And I also like the um, the kind of like irony of it too. Of like yeah, if any like, like nasty music critics are like, well, this just sounds blah, 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 like just like this. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a copy of a copy of a copy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to read the first verse? Yes. It's an old curse. Dreamers dive in head first. Broken beaks and dead birds can't get through the glass. There's no use crying over spilled blood. Caring only kills love. A kiss won't bring it back. Oh, crazy. So good. Unreal. Unreal. I can't wait until we get credits for the song and we know, like, who wrote, like, is this, like, a song that Louis wrote 100% on his own? Like, did he co-write it with someone? We don't know. know. This is just gorgeous. It's there's, so gorgeous. There's so many things about this verse I love. Me too. Yeah. Like, Why don't you start? Okay. So, to t- okay. So he's done two amazing things here. First, he's taken a common Im- image and like turned it on its head and used it in a really emotional thing about humans, but talking about birds. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, he used a common phrase, "crying over spilled milk," and turned yeah. it on its head into this sort of dark. Like, it has a very, this whole first verse has a very dark sort of aura to it. For sure. Um, and it's use, and it's using these two sort of common, everyday 
phrases, everyday things, but like manipulating them to add a whole sort of deeper, dark, yeah. emotional feel to it, which I love. It's so witty. It's yeah. so clever, you know? It's so clever. And also, yeah, it has such a dark, like gothic mm-hmm. feel because it's, it's like curse, dead birds, blood, kills yeah. love, kiss. Like, it's oh, very... So good. Yeah. There's something about, too, the way that these words are put together that's so, um, like, poetic, like, uh, like auditorially. I don't know how yes. to explain this. Like, it it's like, sounds, it sounds, it could be, yeah. it could be a language that I didn't understand. Like, mm-hmm. it could be a different language or, like, if I didn't speak English and it would sound just so beautiful, like, yes. the way the words sound. And the way he sings it, like, it's an old curse, dreamers dive in head first, broken beaks and dead birds. Like, there's something about the words that is just so, yeah. like, poetic sounding. With a lot of like, K regardless sounds, of the... kill, kiss, back, beaks. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I love, like, diving head first. You know, you think of, like, of, like, diving head first into, like, a new project or right. like, like a dreamers, new relationship. Dreamers were like, yeah. Like they're so excited. They're dreaming and they dive in headfirst into their project or whatever. Right. And then when you hear broken beaks and dead birds and you think of birds dri- diving into windows. Yeah. Um, and then can't get through the glass. Like obviously a window that a bird has flown into. Yeah. And there's something very sad about like and a dead dies. bird. Just yeah. like the dreamer would. So it's like saying mm-hmm. your dreams sort of get crushed, you know, like a, like a bird mm-hmm. flying into glass and dying. Yeah. But then he says there's no use in crying over spilled blood. Like, don't cry over the fact that your dreams got crushed. Yeah. <laughs> Caring yeah, only I, kills love. It's just all depressing. I know. But also know. comforting. It's so weird. It's like mm-hmm. things suck, but it's okay. <laughs> hmm. I love the line. There's no use crying over spilled blood. So good. Because um, I was like, oh, is he really going to say no crying over spilled milk? And then he came out with blood and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another really exciting thing that we got with this live stream is that we got to hear the song for the first time yes. live, which isn't very common. Um, and we like, I remember we've like, de- we debated that so much when Niall released his album, mm-hmm. his first album. And we had heard like all the songs live before. Yeah ever hearing them recorded but i love that we got this song live first because it was so much it was like so powerful like listening and it was so nice because with niles it was like you were watching on someone else that's fan like live streaming it versus and people were screaming in the background right (laughs) so you're like could i hear the lyrics like am i gonna get it like what am i gonna get this was like live but like great quality right um do you so I personally haven't analyzed the lyrics enough to feel like I have, like, really complex or elaborate, like, thoughts on the meaning of the song. Mm -hmm. Because that's just, like, typical for me. I will, like, listen to songs. Like, I always um, absorb the music, like, way before I absorb the lyrics. Yeah. But do you feel like you have, like, a good idea of, like, what this verse could mean? Like, particularly the the line that I feel I haven't really thought about enough is – the caring only kills love line. Do you feel like that's about like if if like something bad has happened or you've, like you've lost something, if you're like 
obsessing over it and like you're you're like caring that you lost it like that only like makes it worse like I don't know I feel confused by that line I guess I don't have a good sense of what it means cohesively I'm more like at the stage of like I'm getting these emotional different emotional vibes and sort of have like Mm -hmm. different stories that make sense for different parts yeah Um, but it's not necessarily a cohesive story right um I don't really know caring only kills love a kiss won't bring it back I I guess it I guess what it kind of makes me think of is like is like more specific to like relationships like if you're if you're having like a relationship that's like ending um or like that is like doomed or like you know it's not working that like feeling of like of like trying to make it last Mm -hmm. is only gonna like kill it faster or like if you know that a relationship isn't working and you're like trying to hold on yeah it's just gonna make it worse right and like maybe make the breakup worse in the long run yeah because that would kind of go along with like a kiss won't bring it back like if this relationship is over like trying still trying or like you know isn't gonna bring the, the good relationship back or something yeah that makes so much sense I didn't ever really think of this song as about a relationship between like me neither romance, but yeah. I feel like that actually fits really well for it yeah because I've kind of thought more about this song particularly because of the chorus I think of it more about like um like grief and like death yeah yeah but also because of like what Louis's gone through in his own life like obviously mm-hmm. that's where my mind goes and i'm sure that's where so much of his like artistic creativity comes from is like his lived experiences yeah definitely i I kind of also see a little bit of a sort of pessimistic side about almost like knowingly pessimistic where Mm -hmm. you know you're not really saying the real things but it's kind of like i'm gonna say this because i'm putting my walls up Mm. um where it's like caring only kills love so you might as well not care about anything because then yes like if you care then you're gonna get hurt so I'm not gonna care you know like there's no like I don't know and I see that sort of throughout a little bit that's like you might as well just kind of I don't know don't get too invested or don't care too much because you're gonna get hurt in the end I guess yeah I don't know yeah I can definitely see that I love getting a song like this because it's like there's so there are so many different um like meanings to be like extracted yeah. from it and yeah. like there's so much meaning in just like each individual line like this verse is like there's so much in and it. not because it's like not because it's so general where you know some songs are like this can yeah mean anything <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like it's so general this is like it's got such specific lyrics and like such good imagery but you're like this could multiple emotions or experiences right I also love like I feel like he's doing this kind of like juxtaposition or like this this setup where he's kind of like he's naming this just like desperately sad like um experience or like imagery and then kind of saying like there's no use crying over it Mm -hmm. which I just love like that feels like a very Louis thing you know yeah like like, it's an old curse, dreamers diving headfirst, broken beaks and dead birds can't get through the glass. Like, that is so sad. Yeah. It's, like, just, like, it's, like, this, like, desperate, sad, like, imagery. Mm-hmm. And then he's, like, there's no use crying over spilled blood. Right. Um, And it's almost, like, he's kind of presenting you with this, like, saddest, like, the saddest thing. And then being, like, it is what it is. Yeah. That's we so all, true. We all, 
experience this like yeah yeah I feel like that might really be it like that might be it actually I mean not that there's one answer but like that seems to make a lot of sense like yeah caring about like the bad stuff that's happened is only going to kill any future love and future happiness you might have right yeah I love that and like a kiss won't bring it back like you're never going to get like if you lose someone like you're never going to get them back if like a really like a relationship's over like Mm -hmm. you're not going to get it back and like if you dwell on the past right wallow in it it's only gonna like yeah mess up your future yeah love yeah or like like a kiss like a like a like a fling is not gonna bring back or not gonna make you not feel the pain you know like yeah like a new fling or a new kiss is not going to fix the fact that you felt hurt or the fact that you're grieving over someone dying or whatever it is yeah like yeah oh i love that i feel like we got to a new level (laughs) (laughs) we're only on verse one i know (laughs) luckily luckily this song is mostly there's only two verses so yeah we but the chorus, man, hours. there's a lot. Of, the I chorus know. is a lot. It's not like a hairy chorus. <laughs> um, okay, so then we have the pre-chorus, which is, um, I know that the first blow hits you cold. Wham. Oh my God. <laughs> and this is where the key change happens. So it's like the the first verse into the pre-chorus, it's kind of like this like moody, like kind of minor key, um, like rhythmic drum and piano sound and then after he sings i know that the first blow hits you cold it does that laser like rising thing like Mm. and then into the chorus which is a key change which is so fun and different um and then do you want to read the chorus for us sure young man hush your crying dry your tears away nothing is original there's nothing left to say you won't be the first or be the last to bleed Every broken heart, as far as your eye can see, is a copy of a copy of a copy. It's a copy of a copy of a copy. Now, I don't so know good. if it is it's a or if that's just what people heard. I need to go listen again. Yeah. I it feel might like, be is a. I feel like I have I heard is a. Yeah. Is a copy of a copy of a copy. <sighs> this reminds me of, um, I was watching, I watched this TikTok yesterday of this guy I wish I could I just watched it because I'm not going to remember enough to say but he was talking about how he's like been in therapy this year and like the like the one thing that he's like remembered that his therapist said is like talking about um how like oh damn it I wish I almost want to look it up because it was like so perfect for this song Mm -hmm. he was talking about basically meaninglessness and how he used to fret over life being meaningless and like Mm -hmm. be really upset about it and then now he, like, still hasn't changed, like, his belief. Like, he still thinks that life is maybe meaningless, but he's, like, not sad about it anymore. That's beautiful. Yeah. He's like, yeah, maybe it is meaningless, but that that's doesn't have to be sad. That's, like, like, it can be a comfort. It can be such right. a comfort. But, like, that's kind of, like, the feeling I get from this chorus, mm-hmm. you know, is is almost that kind of feeling of, like, of, like, um, yeah, like, just the... It's like a weird, it's like a weird comfort, you know, (laughs) being like, there's nothing left to say. Like, you're not going to be the first or the last one to feel this. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love it. I love, I love that pre-chorus. I know that the first blow hits you cold. It reminds Mm -hmm. me of the classic line, the first cut is the deepest. (laughs) Yes. It's like that first blow hits you cold. First of all, again, with this sort of 
bloody imagery. He kept the imagery so mm-hmm. on point throughout because the first blow hits you cold is like when you're when you're in a boxing match and someone punches you out and you like pu- the first blow, i.e. the first punch knocks the person out cold and like right. that round is over. So it's like it's that first blow hits you cold. Like it's this imagery of boxing and sort of that negative vibe again. Um, mm-hmm. But like in terms of like the relationship, it could be maybe your first breakup or the first in terms of grieving, like the first person you lost, like it's you, you don't know. You don't know what type of pain it will be because you've never experienced that type of loss, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of like knocks you cold, like knocks you off your feet. Right. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And also, I love about this song is that, like, I don't know if it's the lyrics or the way he sings them or just the fact that we know him and we know what he's been through. But, like, mm-hmm. hearing this song, like, you know he knows. Like, you yeah. know that this person singing knows how you feel, you know? Yeah. Like, him saying, I know that the first blow hits you cold. It's like, yeah. I Like, yeah. I do know that you know. Yes. <laughs> it's almost and, like he's speaking, singing to, like, his younger self from, you know, a couple years ago. Yeah. Or singing to another young guy who's going through the same thing. Right. That's definitely the feeling I get from it is like when he's talking about like young man that he's like talking to himself Mm -hmm. when he was going through that. But also by extension, like talking to anyone going through that, too. Yeah. Um, I saw on I think on Genius there was like, you know, there's like annotations that people can leave. Mm -hmm. And someone was talking about how like about this line. They were talking about like the young man and they were like. Louis usually uses, like, gender-neutral pronouns, so, like, this is different, and, like, he could be talking about himself and and a breakup, but that wouldn't really make sense because him and Eleanor, and then they were talking about his relationship with Eleanor, mm-hmm. and I was like, but but also, like, he, like, lost two, like, really important people yeah, in his life. Yeah, that's like, weird. It was a really weird take. Some people, some people can only <laughs> see the romantic aspect. I'm like, yeah. I didn't even see a romantic aspect. This is clearly no. a song, like, about grief or, like, something <clears throat> hitting you really hard. Yeah. And it's, like, him comforting someone who's going through the same thing in my eyes or himself. Right. You know, yeah. with, like, a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I, I, maybe they they, that person didn't know about his life and... Hmm. And yeah, read it that way, but I was like, okay. I'm confused. <laughs> I also, I mean, I think we know this. Again, it's hard to separate like just this song from like what we know about Louis, but Louis has been so open through all mm-hmm. his grief about how important it is for like people to have emotions and to cry. And um, we talk about how men, especially in society, are sort of seen as weak if they cry or Mm -hmm. like you know that men shouldn't emote in this way and shouldn't show weakness and louis's been very open about like being against that point of view yeah Um, and i love how in the imagery here you have like a young like guy crying clearly gone through something and like louis taking care of him like Mm -hmm. metaphorically through this song sort of Mm -hmm. being like and it's not like hush your crying stop crying (laughs) it's like i imagine someone like brushing someone's tears away and like caring for them and being like Mm -hmm. it's okay you're gonna get through this type of thing right yeah yeah and i feel like he's found a way to have this like sentiment that is like um like 
you know, I feel like this could potentially be read as, like, being, like, flippant or, like, defeatist. Mm. Um, Like, obviously, if you're, like, sad about a loss, you would never want someone to be, like, eh, don't be that sad. Like, other people have lost people, too. Like, (laughs) but it doesn't sound like that. And I feel like the feeling I get when I listen to this song, especially, like, listening to that chorus, it has a very freeing feeling to it. Yeah, I don't listen to it and feel like, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't be sad because everyone's had my loss. I feel like more of like a connectedness, like, wow, we've all experienced like great loss. And like, it just is what it is. And we're all actually like, yeah, we're all connected because we've all had this experience. And Mm -hmm. it feels like I imagine when we get to hear this song live in person, it it will feel very cathartic singing that chorus, even though it's like kind of this like pessimistic, like it's kind of a like flippant it is it's also yes I love it it's like it's like I don't know it's it's so cool there's a lot of like contradictory thoughts and emotions in this song it's like yeah don't worry you're not the first to like feel this much pain everyone else has done it too and anything you experience other people have already been through but also like isn't that a beautiful thing that we're all experiencing like the same thing and I yeah. think grief especially can be so lonely because mm-hmm. uh, that's not something typically people experience at the same time as like their friends, you know, right. like, oh, you graduate all at the same time. You're sort of going through the same emotions, but grief happens sort of to everyone at different times. So it can be so lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of being like, <laughs> you're not the first to feel this way. You're not the first, you won't be the last to feel this way. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you're in a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it, yeah, that is, like, one of the most important things to, like, hear and feel, like, when you're going through grief is that other people feel this, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that can be, like, the most comforting and, like, validating thing. Yeah. To, like, hear is, like, other people know how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, it almost brings you out to a more, like, zoom a zoom out lens of like this is the human experience like this mm-hmm. is what it means to be a human is that you do end up experiencing these things and you feel these things and like mm-hmm. other people do too and you're going to be able to get through it yeah um <clears throat> it reminds me it reminds me of a, um andrea gibson poem i think it's the nutritionist where the the lyrics the poem lyrics are very similar to like mm-hmm. everything we've been talking about just came into my mind um i also really love the um the like notes of this chorus it's really fun and easy to sing um like the young man hush you're crying like nothing's original i just feel like it's a really fun chorus mm. to sing and it's like the that kind of like perfect key that i feel like is like easy for a lot of people to sing Mm-hmm. Which is like smart for a chorus. And I just yeah. can't wait till we get to go to shows. Yes. I I like to just in sort of the terms of the way it's written, a lot of the lines, not just here, are sort of like run through lines the way you sing it. Like some of the mm-hmm. stuff, there isn't a break where in natural talking you'd have a break. Like it's like young man, hush your crying, dry your tears away. There's no pause, like hush your crying dry your tears away it kind of just flows one to the next you won't be the first or be the last to bleed rather than you won't be the first or be the last to bleed you won't be the first or last 
you know like it like flows really interesting. yeah yeah even like the nothing is original because it's like nothing it nothing is original there's nothing left to say like the spacing is all so good yeah and there's also that perspective on this that he's um like also like what we've sort of talked about about songwriting in general it's like when Mm -hmm. you create art additionally like not only is pain and emotions like always a copy of a copy but art is always a copy of a copy like we're sort of yeah. saying the sort of right you know, like there's nothing you can't really be original anymore because people have yeah. all said it they've all felt it like right. there's nothing new left to say so just like say what you want I guess yeah <laughs> yeah definitely uh, anything else about the chorus mm, I don't think so the okay. belting of it's a copy of a copy of a copy is great though that's yeah key belting <laughs> he just sounds so good on this song too he does um okay do you want to read the second verse sure i can hear you howling till your lungs hurt so let this be your comfort what a great line I know. rhyme <laughs> um <laughs> you're not the only one no in a strange way all in this together is this is are these the lyrics in a strange way I all think it's this, probably we're all in, the, in a strange we're way. We're all in, all in this together. Been this way forever. You're not the only one. Yeah, I'm not sure if those are. I can't remember, but still. I think it's, I think it's, um, you're not the only one. No, in a strange way. That was really off key, but. <laughs> I don't recall. <laughs> Um, I love, I can hear you howling till your lungs hurt. Oh, yes. You just know this is like someone sobbing. Yeah. I love that so much. And then let this be your comfort. You're not the only one. And, and then also like in a strange way, we're all in this together Mm -hmm. is exactly what we were, what we've been talking about. This whole discussion is like, you know, it's it's talking about how it's, it's a strange juxtaposition. It's (laughs) self-aware. Yeah. Like when you when you like experience like a loss or a sadness, it's like everyone's in this with like everyone's mm-hmm. in it with you because yeah, been this way forever. Like not mm-hmm. only people right now, but all through history, all through yeah. history, people have been dealing with the same thing: heartbreak mm-hmm. or loss or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, howling to your lungs hurt. Also, Louis' accent comes through so strongly on all of this. I keep wanting to do his accent yeah. as I read these. Howling. I know. Like, everything's howling. so British. I love it. <laughs> so good. I know, I love it. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. Do you have other thoughts on this verse? Um, it, I love how it really seems like Louis like, talking to someone especially mm-hmm. in this verse it's like so let this be your comfort it's quite um conversational yeah a very different style than that fr- that opening verse where it's sort of this really dramatic imagery mm-hmm. this is such a different type of verse where it's almost like the flip side it's like the comforting it's the talking to someone it's the like caress almost of the song um, yeah. after the acknowledgement of the darkness which I really love. Like it doesn't, the verses aren't, aren't very parallel in, in the language they use or in sort of the structure they take, Um, but it works really well. Yeah. 
I like that. And I feel like this verse, I mean, I guess the chorus too, but like this verse um, particularly has a lot of like similarities to um, like Don't Let It Break Your Heart. Because mm. yeah. <clears throat> in that song, that song does very much feel like he's like speaking to someone. Yeah. And like trying to give them comfort because he says, Definitely. Don't let it, don't you let it kill you even when it hurts like hell. Whatever tears you apart, don't let it break your heart. Time takes time to heal it. You can't do it by yourself. Whatever tears mm-hmm. you apart, don't let it break your heart. Dang. Um, it's like that older brother vibe I always get from Louis. Like he's yeah. taking care of like someone younger and vulnerable. Right. Yeah. I mean, he says like young man, which kind of implies that you're talking to someone yeah. younger than you. Um, whether or not this is like him singing to his younger self or like mm-hmm. him singing to like other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then after that verse, we have um, the pre-chorus into the chorus again, and then it ends with uh, the chorus repeated. Um, and the end of the song is like, it's a copy of a copy of a copy repeated a few more times. Um, I love it. Yeah. But yeah, I've been listening to this song a lot. Uh, and he has said that... Um, he has said that the song will be well, – I don't know if he said will, but he said – he either said it will be or it's likely to be on his next album. Oh, really? But that he doesn't know when that's going to be. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost put the tweets in, but then I – He was responding to so many fans. <laughs> yeah, it was hard to look them all up. <laughs> but, yeah, people asked about it, and he said um, – he said he's definitely – it's definitely going to stay in the live shows – like when he tours next, it'll definitely be in the set. And I'm pretty sure he also said um, that it, it will be on his next album, but it's, it you know, there's no plans for when that's going to be. Right. Um, he was making a bunch of jokes with people. Oh, someone asked, how do you feel, about, how do you deal with comments about your height? And he said, rise above them. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> and then... Someone asked him about cucumbers, and he said, "Is this deliberately provocative, cucumbers?" <laughs> I shit. didn't do that one. <laughs> oh. So funny. I'm just trying to find the tweets about the song because I know. I remember gonna... seeing one that said, "I have no plans to put it out right now, but I'm going to keep it in the live." Oh no, he was. But he may have followed it up. I guess. <clears throat> he said, "Um." Someone asked, uh, are you going to release copy of a copy of a copy or was this song just for the show? And he said, it will remain in the set for the tour and live shows, but not sure when slash if it will be released yet. Okay, so I guess that's what he said. Um, Oh, and then someone said, will it be on the next album? And he said, probably, but I want to keep all my options open. Very early in the process. Enjoy the moment. (laughs) Yeah, that's when they, like, get bored of a song they've already done and decide not to put it on. But I honestly, this could be his song. Like, this song, I find, is so radio-ready to me. This this for sure could be a radio song. So good. Yeah. I really hope that this gets released officially because it has a lot of potential. Yeah. All right. Any other wrap-up thoughts? No. I'm just so happy we got this. And I'm, it must have left such a good like impression on louis that his thing was so successful so i'm happy for his happiness i'm so happy for him i know that's so cool it's such an achievement the amount of tickets he sold and it just went off without a hitch and Mm -hmm. yeah 
And he must have watched it back and been so proud of his vocals. Like, everything was just great about it. Yeah. I'm really hoping since this went so smoothly that he's going to do another one if we don't get, um, if we don't get tours sooner. Because I know he originally had rescheduled his tour to, like, February. Hmm. The, the, um, oh, wait, was that Harry? No, that was Harry. I guess I don't remember when Louis had rescheduled too, but. I don't. Anyways, if he can't perform live for a while, I hope he'll do another live stream because. Yeah. Fingers crossed Harry does one in the new year. I know. Why wouldn't you at this point? Seriously. Um, So that was our discussion on Louis' live stream and his new song. We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts um, on the show, the song, um, all of that. For our Black Lives Matter segment, um, I wanted to recommend um, a couple of, well, one, it, there's like an article, a book, and a um, like a radio clip, um, but all kind of on the topic of fat phobia and how it's actually rooted in racism, which, surprise, surprise, you know, it's not that surprising. Right. <laughs> Um, but a lot of people don't really know about that aspect of it. Um, so there is um, an author named Sabrina Strings who has a book called Fearing the Black Body, The Racial Origins of Fat Phobia. I have not read this book, but I um, I do want to. It's like on my list. And um, Sabrina did a um, like radio interview on NPR. It's only like 12 minutes long, but it's super fascinating. Um, so I would definitely recommend you going to listen to that. <clears throat> There's a link to it in our um, Google Doc, but um, if you search Sabrina Strings NPR, I'm sure you can find it. Um, and um, from that, um, like she was kind of talking about, she was talking about like the BMI in particular, which BMI is is like become like the the measure like this measure of like health for people um and what it is it's a it's the ratio of weight to height so it's like your weight um and your height and then the ratio of that and then they give you like a number but the bmi does not account for bone density um muscularity or any other genetic influences so people with the same bmi can have like completely different body compositions (laughs) um which is just wild that we still use that as like yeah, I don't a model why. for measuring health when like medicine is so racist and really effed up. From yeah, my experience of being in medical school for like three months. Right, and like one, like one example of why it's such a bad measurement is that um, it's been found that African American populations tend to be healthier at heavier weights than white populations. Mm. So it's just like I mean that's just like one tiny example of like why it's a horrible way to measure health. Um, And then there's an article on um, Medium that's called The Bizarre and Racist History of the BMI that I would highly recommend reading because it's, like, fascinating. Um, And I just took, like, a couple paragraphs from it that I'm going to read. There's a lot of words in here that are hard to um, pronounce, so just bear with me. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay, so from this article... The body mass index, which is the BMI, was invented nearly 200 years ago. Its creator, Adolf Quetelet, was an academic whose studies included astronomy, mathematics, statistics, statistics, and sociology. Notably, 
Quetelet was not a physician, nor did he study medicine. He was best known for his sociological work aimed at identifying the characteristics of la homme moyenne, or the average man, whom, to Quetelet, represented a social ideal. Um, so literally the, the guy who invented the BMI was not a doctor, didn't know anything about medicine. <laughs> Quetelet was Belgian, publishing works in Western Europe during the early 19th century, a boom time for racist science. He is credited with co-founding the School of Positivist Criminology, which asserted the dangerousness of the criminal to be the only measure of the extent to which he was punishable. That positivist school laid the groundwork for criminologists like Cesar Lombroso, who believed that people of color were a separate species. Homo criminalis, Lombroso argued, were savage by birth, identified by physical characteristics that he claimed linked them to primates. For Lombroso, people of color were some kind of subspecies, <clears throat> congenitally driven to commit crimes. In addition to paving the way for Lombroso's work, Quetelet is also credited with the founding field of anthropometry, including the racist pseudoscience of phrenology. For many of us, especially people of color, medicine's over-reliance on the BMI may be actively harming our health. Quetelet believed that the mathematical mean of a population was its ideal, and his desire to prove it resulted in the invention of the BMI, a way of quantifying the average man's weight. Initially called Quetelet's Index, Quetelet derived the formula based solely on the size and measurements of French and Scottish participants. And also, I think, I'm pretty sure it was French and Scottish men. I don't even think women were included, um, but they might have been. <clears throat> that is, the index was devised exclusively by and for white Western Europeans. By the turn of the next century, Quetelet's uh, average man would be used as a measurement of fitness to parent and as a scientific justification for eugenics. The systematic sterilization of disabled people, autistic people, immigrants, poor people, and people of color. While Quetelet's work was used to justify scientific racism for decades to come, he was clear about one aspect of the BMI. It was never intended as a measure of individual body fat, build, or health. For its inventor, the BMI was a way of measuring populations, not individuals, and it was designed for the purposes of statistics, not individual health. So the fact that, like, that is the history of the BMI, and it is 2020, and we still use it, it's is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Disgusting. Yeah, it is disgusting. And um, I think it's really important that people are educated on this. Um, like fat phobia is just, it's still, it's rampant in our society and our culture. Um, it doesn't, it like sometimes doesn't feel like we've made a lot of progress, even though we, we have. Um, but, you know, beyond that, the origins of fat phobia are incredibly racist. Um and so I think it's really important for us to, like, learn about it and know mm -hmm. about all of this stuff because um, it's pretty uh, messed up. So um, if you're on our Patreon, you can find these links in the Google Doc. But if not, you can just search, like, racist BMI and you'll find, like, a ton of articles that go into depth on all of this stuff. Yeah. And racism in medicine in general. Like Yeah. There's so much stuff that is so harmful and kills people every day mm -hmm. because of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, do you have a recommendation for us this week, Caitlin? Um, if you haven't listened to Evermore, Taylor's album, 
listen to it if you're in an emotionally available space or mm-hmm. if you would like to be to have a cathartic crying experience go for it but just understand that you will <laughs> and um be prepared because i think come january we'll probably do an evermore album review on the patreon because we did that, that for folklore and yes. pretty much everyone was engaging with it and liked it a lot from what i garnered so yeah. we'll be doing an evermore review um yeah yeah definitely um i didn't really prepare a recommendation but a couple of songs i've been listening um like holiday songs one is a really old one called snow by sleeping at last that i'm kind of obsessed with it's just very beautiful so pretty um oh yeah i sent that one to you <laughs> um and then another is the lighthouse keeper by sam smith oh my god i love that song Have you heard his it? christmas album in general is so gorgeous I know. Sam Smith like the uses they, them album. pronouns now. Oh, sorry. Their, their Christmas album. Like, I'm just obsessed with it. I know. It's so, so gorgeous. It's so gorgeous. But yeah, The Lighthouse Keeper in particular, like, I've just listened to that, like, over and over and over again. It's stunning. And they covered River, which is pretty much the most beautiful, sad Christmas song ever by Joni Yeah. Mitchell. Nothing will be ever beat that song. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the last new Christmas song I've been listening to is Make You Mine This Season by Tegan and Sarah. And they wrote it for um, the movie. <clears throat> um, wait, what is the movie called? This Season? Wait, wait. Tis the this, Season. This Season? What is the movie called? T- is it Tis the Season? No. I think it's called This Season. I'm – hold on. I have to look it up. It's the gay one. Yeah. Have you seen I'm it? Mixed. Yeah, I saw it. Okay. Mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah, everyone has it. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, Kristen's great. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, my thoughts are like, obviously everyone wanted, everyone wanted Kristen Stewart and um, Aubrey Plaza's characters to get together in the yeah. end. And I think it's because they're both queer. We really felt the chemistry. Like you felt like yes. that was very realistic. And the actress who played... Kristen Stewart's girlfriend is straight and honestly I didn't know that I think that's the problem I think if she was played by a queer actress it would have felt more real because there's like nuanced ways that you would play a character if you were queer that like straight people just don't get you know right also what I'm sorry for the plot like (laughs) the fact that (laughs) the fact that what she put Kristen through and never really understood what that was like I'm sorry, there's bad. like what's his name's speech? I love Dan Levy. Dan Levy's speech yes. about everyone being at a different space to come out and no one should be forced to come out to their families when they're not ready. A hundred percent fully whatever, like that's great. That mm-hmm. is not the only problem with this no. one girl. She like well, it's ditched also- Christian. She yeah. she did things even if they were out to the family, you just shouldn't do to your partner right. being home that them yeah. for Christmas for the first year. Like ugh. Right. Well, and it's totally fair for her. I think her name was Harper. It's totally fair for Harper to, like, be on her journey. But it's not fair for her to drag Kristen Stewart along (laughs) without telling her. Like, that's not okay. (laughs) Like, be like, I want you to come home for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, surprise. I didn't tell you, but no one knows You're actually my orphan roommate. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, like, I'm going to ditch you and not let you, like, like, not hang out with you at all. And then get mad at you when you're, like, hanging out with someone else. Like, oh, my God, I just couldn't. Yeah. I feel like they made 
that character, Harper, like, they made her really awful and, like, really unlikable. Because, like you said, it wasn't just that she had, like, lied to Kristen or, like, that she wasn't out to her parents. It was also that she was just, like, really awful. Yeah, she was just a mean person. Yeah, I feel like they didn't need to make her so awful. But I also feel like if she was played by a queer actress, they could have, it could have been so much more nuanced that you would have felt, like, the reasons why she was doing that. Yeah, and if they had come at the end and sort of, like, had an apology that was like I also shouldn't yes. have ditched you it was because I was feeling so awkward yeah and I like was in a really bad headspace and explained it a little better yes. But really they didn't right <laughs> yeah they left us just thinking it was kind of okay because she's on a different journey right it's like yeah no her behavior a lot of her behavior was unrelated to whatever journey she's on yeah that part definitely annoyed me but I really enjoyed the movie overall I thought it was yeah. like really funny um, I loved and I love Kristen Stewart and Aubrey Plaza's yeah acting, and Dan I also so and Dad Dan Levy yeah, and I also definitely cried a lot when um at the when the dad talked at the end. Oh God, the fucking dad <laughs> hated him. <laughs> but his but the last speech he made was so yeah. heartwarming. <laughs> I, I find it hard to forgive after being such an idiot. I find yeah. it very hard to forgive. But sorry for yeah. ruining the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. Oh, yeah. We should have said spoilers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's called Happiest Season. Oh, there we go. Mine yeah, well, because, like, when she, like, stayed out till, like, 2 a.m. Right. partying with, like, her ex and her friends and, like, didn't – and wasn't just like, oh, yeah, I'll come home with you now since you're my guest and right. you're here alone. She was oh, like, yeah. oh, I think I'm going to stay and hang out with my friends instead and make you walk home alone right which is so mean if even if my friend did that to me i would be like yeah I, I came all the way here to your house you invited me, walk me. Home i'm alone? supposed to be your person <laughs> yeah. what are you doing like i already feel uncomfortable like with a when you're in a group of a friend and it's like they're talking about something you're not aware of right you expect someone to be like let me pull you aside and explain what's happening so you don't feel totally left out yeah and then when she did come that. home and Kristen Stewart was like, I was like, you you were out until 2 a.m. And then she got all pissed at her. Yeah. She was like, you're clingy. You're clingy. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. We're about to get engaged. And I'm scared that you're coming home late and you're not telling me where you are. Because like, I worry about your health. It wasn't clinginess. Clinginess. Oh, this has become a really interesting <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. Is that a I don't know. But definitely. At least watch it so we get more gay movies. Yeah, you should watch it. I thought it was really funny. And I loved seeing the scenes with Kristen Stewart and Aubrey Plaza's character. I don't remember any of the actual characters' names. Sorry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But at least listen to the song, Make You Mine This Season, that Tegan and Sarah wrote for this movie. Because it's very cute and it's very gay. And it's like a Christmas song. And they use, like, she in it. Which is just... I don't think there are any other Christmas songs that are obviously gay. So, no. Um, that is my recommendation. And I lost the doc, so I don't know what comes next. <laughs> ah, here we go. We'd love to hear what you thought about the show, your opinions on anything we discussed today. Please feel free to send us news stories or anything One Direction related you would like to hear us talk about in future episodes. Thank you for listening to episode 241 of Talk Direction. You can find us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at talkdirection. 
Or you can follow us individually. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A. And Caitlin, where can they find you? I am Caitlin I-R. You, you said your Twitter thing wrong. I did? I think. Or maybe not. What did I say? <laughs> I don't know. It sounded off. <laughs> it's L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'm maybe i wasn't paying attention um <laughs> caitlin ir foster uh i was about to get my email okay, caitlin Schultz, c-a-i-t-l-i-n excellent um check out our patreon patreon.com slash talk direction where today on talk direction down low we're going to be talking about um christmas in 2020 um, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review if you want. We got some kind of mean reviews recently. So yeah. if you like this show and you want to make us happy, leaving a nice review will seriously you can't make tell us me so we happy. We upbeat on this episode. We had a Good lot point. of upbeat moments. <laughs> Someone said that we weren't at the beginning. <laughs> Someone said that we weren't passionate anymore. Um, I refuse to believe it. It bummed us out. So if you, if any of you left like a nice review, it would seriously make us so happy. So, yeah. you know, Especially just some, something Lucia. to think about. She really took everything to heart. <laughs> <laughs> Said something nice specifically about her. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. I'm Lucia. I'm Caitlin. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 242. And well, that'll be next year in 2021. Oh my this is our we'll last have to do a recap episode. episode of like 2020. You know, we do like top 10 things. Yeah. We'll do that in January. We should do that in January. Or should we just pretend this year never happened and start afresh? Oh my God. That's a great idea. I don't think we need to do a recap. Let's just, just <laughs> oh, put it in year. the grave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.